0: Good morning, New Hope. Glad you're here with us this morning in person and online. Thank you for joining us as we desire to focus on the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. When we come together on Sundays, it's all about Him. Thank you for being with us as well in this Action Heroes series, where I believe God has called each one of us to be an action hero. This last July, I was out in Salt Lake City at my brother and sister-in-law's house. We were celebrating their daughter's wedding, her marriage, and uh, my niece and that. And uh, we had a great time out there uh, hiking and in the mountains. It was beautiful. Uh, It was also the time where the NBA championship was going on between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. And what's interesting is that my brother-in-law and my wife and myself and that were all from Milwaukee and that so half of the house out in Salt Lake that day as we were watching the NBA playoff uh, was Milwaukee people. The other half, because my brother-in-law ended up going to Arizona State University, he met a girl from Phoenix. And married her. And so her whole family was there as well. And so it was interesting that we're in Salt Lake, that we are watching the NBA playoffs. Half of the house was rooting for the Milwaukee Bucks. The other half of the house was rooting for the Phoenix Suns. It was sort of a unique situation. And in the end, the Milwaukee Bucks prevailed, winning the championship of the last game by 105 to 98. Now, just under half of the points scored in that last game were scored by the Bucks superstar, Giannis Antetokounmpo, right? He scored 50 points. That put him with the likes of Michael Jordan, Shaquille O'Neal, with LeBron James, who over the last 50 years were the only four men who could put together back to back NBA playoff games with 40 points or more. Now, Giannis being so valuable to the Milwaukee Bucks last year they extended his contract for the next 5 years at the bill of $228 million. You know, so I'm I'm talking to our church board about that, you know, and uh, I'm going to no. <laughs> But it was amazing, right? He played in the NBA All-Star Game, obviously, and Giannis had a perfect game, perfect game. He shot the ball 16 times. He made it all 16 times. It was amazing, unheard of. And that made him the NBA All-Star MVP, which was never given before this last game to a non-American. He was the first non-American to ever receive the all-star MVP. Now, I say all that because I found it very interesting that when they won the NBA championship, that when all the players and the fans were in the middle of the court to receive the trophy and have all of the interviews, that Giannis was not interviewed first. At all. But who was interviewed and who touched and was given the trophy first? The owners. Who I'd never seen. I didn't even know they existed, right? Or whatever. The owners were given the trophy. They had the first interviews. Why is that? Because they're the owners. They own the Milwaukee Bucks. They provided the players, the coaches, the staff, all that they needed to succeed and to win the NBA championship. So they should get top recognition. I share this illustration with you because it is very similar to our relationship with Jesus Christ as we follow him as Christ followers. God has equipped each one of us with a certain level of wealth, a certain level of position, maybe power, a certain level of talents or spiritual gifting. And ultimately, he wants us to use it for his glory, for his glory. Glory, Because ultimately, he's the owner of it all. Psalm 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the people and all who live on it. He's the ultimate owner. And so this morning, as we continue in this series on action heroes, I want to talk to you about when action heroes produce something, or there's results, who's it for? So let me go back and read the story we have been going through in Matthew 25, the story Jesus tells about an owner who goes away, gives responsibility to his servants as he is gone. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another Two bags into another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his money. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have brought you two more bags. The master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, <laughs> I knew You should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with at least some interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one with 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth." Boy, Jesus is sharing and telling this story. And in the story, his father in heaven is the master, he's the owner. And in this story, we see right away number one, that as action heroes, as Christ followers, we have responsibility. In the story, the servants were given responsibility. After a long time, in verse 19, it says, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used their money. Not their money, right? But was it, say, his money? It was his money. So the owner equipped each one of the servants with a portion of gold, money, and said, go out, and as I'm gone, bring increase. You know, in our lives, God has equipped us with much And he calls us to go out and utilize it to be responsible and to bring increase in his kingdom as Christ's followers for his benefit. Similar to the Bucks players in Milwaukee. The owners provided them everything they needed, equipped them, and then said, now go out. And at the end of the season, we would like to see a world championship, which leads to the second part of the story, number two, the action hero results. See, in verse 20, it says, the servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I have earned five more. And so we see that the results are ultimately not about us, but ultimately about God. We see in the Old Testament that when God used people such as Abraham and Moses, that it wasn't to bring attention to them. It was ultimately that the nations around them, the people and the nations around them, would know the love of the true and living God and would come in relationship with him, with God. That was the ultimate goal. When we're called light and darkness, the reason for our light ultimately is to bring people out of darkness and into a relationship with Jesus. That is the goal. So we see in this story what comes to action heroes when it has to do with results. A, God gives us what we need. We see it in the servant. The master entrusted the servant with five bags of silver or gold. We saw it in the relationship of Abraham in the Old Testament. If you read Genesis in verse 12, God says, Abraham, I will bless you among the nations. And this is where God starts his relationship with the nation of Israel Ultimately, so that the nation of Israel can shine their relationship with the true and living God out to other nations, so they'll leave their God and walk in relationship with the true and living God and worship Him. In Moses' life, when he's sent to Egypt to get the Israelites out of slavery, it's ultimately not for Moses to get the attention. It's ultimately so that the nations would see God. And we see that God equips Moses when he sends him in Exodus chapter 6 and 7. He says, Moses, when I send you before Pharaoh, I will give you the words. And when I bring the plagues, it will be by my power that they will be done. And so God gives us what we need. We see it in the servant. We see it in Abraham's life. We see it in Moses' life. But then B, ultimately, it's so God gets the glory. It's all about him. When the Milwaukee Bucks won, at the end of the day, it was about the owners getting the glory. You see the servant in the story Jesus tells, he gained five more bags of silver, right? But it was the owner that got it. You know, in 2014, the owners of the Milwaukee Bucks purchased the Bucks for $550 million. And people are like saying, overpriced, are you kidding me? The Milwaukee Bucks, where is Milwaukee anyways in the NBA? <laughs> this little town, right? But yet today, seven years later, pre-championship, it was worth $1.86 billion. And who gets it? The owner, (laughs) right? It's about the owner of the bucks. When Abraham was called by God and God said, I'm going to make you, I'm going to be a blessing to you. I'm going to bless you. But he said, then I am going to make you a blessing though to the nations. And as you are a blessing to the nations, they will see that I'm the true and living God. You see, it's about the owner. It's about God. God. How we live brings glory and worship to him. When Moses went into Egypt and during the plagues, it wasn't about drawing attention to Moses and his power, but ultimately God said it was to draw attention to his power. And it says in Exodus 12 that the Egyptians would know God and that his name would be proclaimed among the nations. And we read that when the Israelites left left Egypt, that there were some Egyptians that were leaving with them because they recognized that they were worshiping the true and living God and that God overcame their little gods, little Gs. And so ultimately, we have as action heroes, as Christ followers, people that are to be in the game of serving, we have a responsibility to use what God has given us. But ultimately, the results are not for our glory, but for God's glory, that he would be worshiped, that our neighbor would worship him, that our community would worship him, that our nation would worship him, that our world would worship him. That is the ultimate goal. We see here the results went to the master, the owner, It's all about God equipping us to do it, but then him getting the glory. I love what Ephesians 3, 20, 21 says. Paul says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. Did you get those two different lines there? God wants to do immeasurably more in us by his power in us. So it's God equipping us, God giving us what we need, but ultimately so that all the glory goes to him, to his son, Jesus Christ, through all generations forever and ever. It's all about him. But he wants to do immeasurably more through us. Do you realize that? So often we just look at ourselves and we we see ourselves like this, yet God sees us like this. You know, we, we view ourselves like, oh, I'm just this little man, you know, but God says, no, you are a big man, and I have equipped you to do immeasurably more than all you could ask or imagine. Not by your power, but by my power that is at work in you. You are an immeasurably more person in my eyes, and my creation. That's why in 1 Corinthians 10.31 it says, so whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. Everything is to be about God, his glory. We come here on Sunday to worship him. It's all about him. It's not about like, I don't like that song. I don't like how they say that. I don't like the lighting. I don't like, it's not about us. It's to worship him. He is the king of kings the Lord of Lords. He's the owner of it all. But the beauty of this story is that as the servants are called to be responsible, as it's pointed out, obviously, that the owner gets the results of their work. Number three, there are action heroes rewards. There's action heroes, rewards. In verse 21, it says, his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. You know, I think out of that, there's there's three rewards that we get. The first one, A, the satisfaction of being obedient, and a job well done. What did the master say? It said, he was full of praise, And he said, come and share my happiness. I guarantee you, at the end of the Bucks game, the owners were full of praise. They were full of happiness. And they invited all the players down on the court to enjoy their happiness. They had a big parade. Enjoy my happiness. I guarantee you that some of them are going to be getting raises to enjoy the happiness of what took place and there's this incredible satisfaction of being obedient and doing a job well done. But secondly, B, there's the opportunity for more. You know, the Milwaukee Bucks aren't going to sell it and say, "Well, well, been there, done that. No, we have opportunity for more. We can get a second championship and a third. And God is saying, listen, you have opportunity for more. I built you for more. Don't settle immeasurably more. And then, thirdly, see the blessing of others. Man, what is the reward? To bless other people around us. You know, what are the benefits when in a movie an action hero comes through, right? What do they do? They save people. They bring people out of hard situations. They bring relationships back together. The parents who lost their kid, whatever it might be. In the end, when actions, heroes act, people are blessed, taken care of. And ultimately, the owner gets the glory. Whoever hired the action hero. But there's reward for us in this. That we can bless our neighbor right across the yard from us. We can bless the one who works alongside of us or goes to school with us. That we can be an action hero when we leave here and go out to lunch somewhere or whatever it might be with a kind word. And there's much reward in that. That we were able to impact another person's life. And so Jesus gives us this little story about three servants. And two are the action heroes. The one did nothing. And you know the response that I had read from the owner. And so God has called each one of us to be action heroes. We have a responsibility to serve here within the church and within our community where we live. And all the results are to point to the God who lives in us. Man, when people ask you, what makes you tick, man? You know, why do you do that? Why are you so generous? I mean, why'd you give, why would you give me your car? You barely know me. And you say, because Jesus Christ lives in me. And he's transformed my life. And all the glory goes to him. It points to him, right? But our reward is that, man, we are being used by God, and it's a lot of fun to see God use us. Colossians 3, 23, 24, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that, you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. Ultimately, we are his action heroes in this world to bring him worship and glory, others into his presence. And I want to share with you a life story of a family that serves down in Isani, who does that on Sundays there, being just day-to-day action heroes like you and I. Let's listen.
1: Good morning, New Hope family. Uh, I'm Kevin Eklund. This is my two wonderful children, Ellie and Mason. And uh, we all love to serve at the ISANI campus. I am on the worship team, uh, drumming as much as, uh, as often as I can. And uh, we just love to do that. We love to serve as a family. Hi, my name is Ellie and I serve on the media. So whenever you see the slides up on front in the music, that's me. Hi, my name is Mason. I also do slides. What motivates me to serve is God's command to serve anyone that we can. And I take that personally, because serving is a gift that I love to share with everybody. What motivates me to volunteer here is just the way to meet people. You meet people here, and then it just takes an impact on your life. They tell you their story, and then you just you feel for them, you pray for them. I just love to see the joy on people's faces. I love to spread the word of God. It's how I worship. Um, and I, I love to see the energy in other believers when they're praising and you know when they're when they're in the music and, and you can just, I don't know, feel the presence. I don't really see myself as an action hero because I feel it's just another way to serve God. Uh, I, I hear the words, I hear that all the time, you know, hero, and what does it mean? Sure, you know, if if uh, <laughs> if that's what I've been called to do and, and that's what someone's called, uh, then so be it. Do I feel like that? No. When I hear that my service has touched other peoples, it, it brings me incredible joy too. I love feeling and knowing that God has used me and worked through me to reach his other people. Yeah, doing, doing service, it, it brings me an incredible joy. It brings me uh, such a, I don't know, such a feeling of, of peace, I guess. I hope I hope that I can bring, uh, bring that to others and, and I just feel uh, a great sense of Uh, fulfillment, and and that I am walking uh, with God uh, as I do that. Slides, like what I do. Slides is great. I love it. And you should really think about doing things for the church and other people. Um, I had to really have the courage to drum my first time. I had gone to service and uh, there was no drummer, and, and they stood up and they said, Please, anyone, uh, could you drum? Anyone that can be a drummer, we need a drummer. Uh, and I, I, said, no, I, you know, I, I don't have the talent enough. You know, I'm not good enough. And it was the third week uh, that I was going, and they were still saying, please, anyone that has uh, any kind of talent for drumming, you know, uh, we we believe in you. We think that you can drum. And I knew. God was talking directly to my, uh, you know, my um, doubt, my, you know, d- my self-doubt in in my talents and, and abilities to serve. Ever since then, it's just you, yes, I got. I was maybe not the best when I started, but I got better. And I had the encouragement of the worship team, and God was surrounded me and and fed me. Um, you know, for for years now, I've, I've been doing it. So. I just encourage you not to have that doubt, to step forward. Uh, You have the talent, you have it within you to serve God in your own ways. so.
0: Hey, New Hope, the three of us invite you all to be action heroes. Just ordinary people, right, being used by an extraordinary God to do immeasurably more and to bring people to worship Him. And that is the goal. That is the desire. And that is what God has invited us and called us to do as Christ followers. And this morning, I would ask you to take your communion cup because we're going to celebrate the greatest action hero, and that is Jesus Christ who when he came, he spoke and talked about how he was not coming for himself, but he was coming to bring glory to his heavenly father, to be obedient to him and do his will, and to go to the cross and to die for us on the cross. And that was his goal, and that was his desire. And so this morning, as we partake of communion, the whole idea of communion is to remember is to remember what Jesus has done for us on the cross. That in our sin, he came as an action hero and that he died on the cross so that our sins could be paid for, so that our sins could be forgiven. And as we acknowledge him as Savior and Lord, he forgives our sin and we're made right with our God. And so when Jesus took the bread, he said, This is my body broken for you on the cross. I want you to remember this. And so when you partake of it, do this in remembrance of what I have done for you. Eat of it. And Jesus took the cup and he said, This covenant is a new covenant. This cup represents a new way of life for you. You know, many of you would sacrifice a goat or a dove or a lamb so that your sins would be paid for, forgiven before God. But I'm the new covenant. I'm the new way. That my blood on the cross is going to pay for your sin once and for all, period. You will never have to sacrifice again. And I want you to remember this. And so when you take this cup, remember that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So do this and drink this in remembrance of Let's pray. Father God, thank you that you loved us so much you sent your son. Jesus, thank you for being the ultimate action hero who came and lived with responsibility to get to the cross and endure it so that our sins could be forgiven. So the results would be glory to your father in heaven. And the good for us who have received you as Savior and Lord our sins forgiven. And we've been made right with God. And so we thank you for that. And the reward is that we are here to worship you. We are here to acknowledge that you are the true and living God. And so thank you for being our action hero. In your great name.